we got a belated holiday gift. Well, not really belated. Like it's the new year. So the new year is a holiday. And it was a huge pyramid tower of Godiva chocolate, which, you know, I mean, is really, it's a super nice gift. However, we are trying to clean up our eating habits well. Now, our problem in this house is that if it's in our house and it's open, every time we walk by, we will both have some. Have a bite. Have a bite. So the Godiva chocolates have been here for two days. They ha- they are sitting in the garage untouched. We have not brought them in the house. Do you think we should just throw them out or give them away or something? Um, no, I mean, I want to eat at least one, but it's funny that the they're, day. they're technically still in our house cause they're in their garage, but they're not in our house, in our eyesight. So we haven't touched them. The, um, the day they arrived, uh, what they arrived within an hour of saying of Callie saying, okay, I've started, uh, hardcore keeping track of my Weight Watchers points. Mm-hmm. Like she said that at 1030 in the morning. It was the kiss of death. Yeah. And then at 1130, the doorbell rings and it's this tower of Godiva. And it's Godiva. Callie doesn't have a crazy sweet tooth, but she does love Godiva chocolates. Yeah. Like this, the it, when we go to the mall or whatever, she's like, let me get one of them chocolate covered strawberries. I have never done that, but I do like when you buy them for me. And as just a reminder, Valentine's Day and my birthday are both coming up. So just saying. Well, I don't think I can go to the mall healthy. So maybe I'll just give you a pyramid of Godiva treats. Don't look in the garage. The upside means living in gratitude finding the positive in every experience and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar and I am grateful for two things. I'm going to do the superficial one here. I am grateful for the wireless printing capabilities of the printer. So nice. Yeah, we come from anywhere in the house, like from our phones, whatever. Just hit print, and there it is. Love it. My name is Callie Dollar, and I'm grateful for chocolate. <laughs> Which is funny because I kind of forgot we were talking about the Godiva thing when I wrote that down, and I was like, "Oh, I'm grateful for chocolate. Chocolate's so good." Because I also placed a Thrive Market order yesterday and ordered some of like my favorite chocolate, just as like a little your healthier chocolate. Well, it's healthier chocolate, a little bit cleaner chocolate. But it's also dark chocolate, so I don't eat as much of it. So it gives me the satisfaction of the chocolate craving without, like, going over the top. What I am not superficially grateful for and I'm really super, super grateful and super pumped for is my dad has an appointment up in New York to get his vaccine, his COVID-19 so vaccine. Awesome. Yeah, I- a couple days ago, I think I talked about it on the show, a bunch of y'all told me that Monday was the first day that New York State was going to offer the COVID vaccine to people 75 and older. So I get online. I try to do my research, you know, and see uh, when and where. And everything is booked up. So I text my dad. Till like February. Yeah. Well, 
I looked. They're just like not available. April was the first oh. ap- the first appointment that I could find within 50 miles of my dad's house was in April, right? So uh, one of the, the, the vaccinations, the county health departments are doing them, but also drugstore chains. Mm-hmm. And one of the drugstores had a place where you could put your phone number to get updates on COVID vaccines. So I put my phone number in there. Didn't, I mean, I, it, I didn't know it was going to be like an alert when appointments became available. I just wanted to be up to date. And I talked to my dad, we texted and he's like, yeah, I looked into it too. And blah, blah, blah. The, you know, can't get anything until forever. So, okay. Yesterday afternoon, sitting at my computer, my phone dings. I look at it and it's the drugstore saying that they have just opened up more appointments. They have more vaccine. They open up more appointments. I go to the website. It's like I couldn't get through because I imagine everybody was doing it. I tried to get it on my phone. I was trying to get it on the computer browser. I uh, was about to get my laptop out so I could be trying on three different browsers at once. And all of a sudden it goes through on the computer. So awesome. Uh, The... First day of appointments was Friday, January 22nd, which is a week from this Friday. Which is not bad. No, not at all. It's not April. Yeah. Um, And they were taking appointments starting at like eight in the morning. This is not even five minutes after I got the text. And the first appointment available was at 1 p.m. So I type my dad's name in. I call him. You have to put some... Some some information in like like his driver's license number or something, probably to confirm his address or whatever his age. And all of a sudden it goes, "Ding, you're confirmed." 1 p.m. January 22nd. So relieved and happy. Ellie is one step closer to meeting her grandfather. Oh my gosh! And you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I got a little emotional about it. Yeah, your dad didn't even see me pregnant. No, it's been a while. Nope, you did not. I just um, am so excited that your parents are taken care of, and now my dad's taken care of, and I have to knock on wood mm-hmm. because uh, it's been pretty messed up in New York. I think the right. distribution and the way they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was explaining some of the stuff to me yesterday, just confusing and difficult. So, fingers crossed, knock on wood, that everything happens as it should. But next, a week from Friday, he will get his vaccination. Yay. So that gets, that means your parents are covered and my dad's covered and it's all a very good thing. I didn't hear anything more about your parents from side effects, right? Other than your mom's sore, sore arm. Sore arm, but I think that's it. Awesome. Yeah. So yay. Yay. I saw an article in Well and Good that I thought was worth sharing and it it was a compilation of um, tips from therapists on how to flip negative thoughts, but these are like action items for how you turn off like the negative commentary in your head, which is something I can completely relate to because it wasn't that long ago, probably like seven years ago, that most of my thoughts were negative. And I think in the, there was like a process for me. The first part of the process was I'm really negative and I don't know my thoughts are negative. Then there's like a little awareness place where you get to where you're like, oh, okay, maybe I am a little bit negative, which is weird. And then the third place is like living in a state of more or less perpetual gratitude, which is a practice that you have to get to, right? So if you- Is there a way, because you've been there, 
um, and I've known people like this, is there a way to tell a perpetual, per, perpetually perpetual negative person that they are perpetually negative? Is there a way to interrupt the cycle for someone else or do they I have to realize so. it? I so. I mean, I think they have to realize it themselves. And I think, I don't know, I guess it depends on the situation. But the interesting thing about the gratitude stuff, and we've said this before, albeit a long time ago, that when your attitude changes, you kind of see people that are super negative slide out of your life. Like it's not a cutting them out or anything that dramatic, but you know, it, it's just weird how it happens. Like you kind of attract more of what you're putting out. So, you know, I it's think like the law of attraction, like it's weird. Like, you know, when we started practicing gratitude, I didn't have any like, Oh, we have to break up. You're too positive, like conversations, but just naturally people that weren't living in the same way that we were kind of just floated out. And I think I'm going to answer my own question. I think the best way to tell negative people that they're negative is to show them by being positive. Right. Like, because I was, and I don't know why I use you as the example, because I have told you this. I used to live in a state of much negativity, great negativity, mm -hmm. and didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. Because I was in a relationship with someone who was living on that same wavelength. Right. And so the both of us together were just. Super negative. It, yeah. It was just easy to, to go down that road together. Mm -hmm. um, and I think since then, I don't live live that way. And I think it would almost make somebody uncomfortable because I would call them on it. Well, or does that make sense? Yeah. But I think the other thing is if people that live in a perpetual state of negativity, and I can say this because I used to be this way, live, they feed off of other people that react to them. Yes. So if you're talking to, it's the same thing with like gossip and drama and whatever. Yes. Like if someone's coming to you, um, and I actually had a situation like this probably two years ago where someone was coming to me and perpetually like crap talking someone in my life. And I stopped participating and just more or less was like, Oh really? You know? And they, so they didn't get what they wanted out of that. So they stopped coming to me. And you know what I mean? And I think yeah. it's the same thing with negative when they know that you're not going to feed it because usually complainers want someone to sympathize with them and say, Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's the worst ever. Like I, how dare they, how, you know what I mean? And when you're like, Oh, that sucks. Then they're like, you know, but, then they move on to someone else. But with the negativity, you can also, you can not only not, um, participate in it. Right. But you can also counteract it. Like when, if, like in my case, when I was in a relationship with someone who is really negative, if we went to an event and it was way too crowded or there weren't a lot of people there, like that's all that the focus would be. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe nobody came to this event. What a dumb event. Why did we even go to it? Blah, blah, blah. Negative, 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 negative. And me now would be like, yeah, but you know what's great about events that aren't crowded? It was so easy to get a drink. Yeah. I got, you know, three drinks in an hour. That never happens at crowded events because you spend your whole time standing in line. Yeah. And then the other person, I think, starts to realize. Like, oh, I was just. I'm gross. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, I'm gross. Yeah. So. 
Anyways. And if if they don't, then you bail on them. So Uh, if you're – anyways, I saw this article and I thought it was cool, especially if you need something tangible, like a a tangible way to flip your negative thoughts. And again, you're – we've said this as well, but I can't say it enough. You can train your brain to think anything. You just have to – have to train it. So here, here are the flipping ideas these, that these therapists came up with. One, begin by labeling the negative thought. So when you're saying, oh my gosh, this event is horrible, in your head say, wow, that was a negative thought. Or wow, I'm being negative. Right. So identify it. I almost have like a little bell in your head that just goes ding. Yep. Ding. Um, and you know what stinks about that though is once you start doing it a couple times, you're going to realize you're going to be like, oh my God, I'm really negative. Okay, number two, identify the limitations of your thoughts. So how is that thought holding you back? So you can say to yourself, like, is this thought helping me or is it getting in my way? Like, is the thought focusing on the worst case scenario or the most likely case scenario? So once you come up, like once you have answers with that, they want you to come up with an alternate thought. Um So instead of saying this meeting with my boss is going to be horrible, you would say in your head, this meeting is important and I'm hopeful it will go well. Oh, right. Because so you're not talking about you're talking about the um, anticipate like the anxiety type of negativity in Mm -hmm. this case. So instead of focusing on the worst possible outcome, focus on the facts might be good, might be bad. Right. We Um, We had a friend who a few months ago. Her company was doing a lot of downsizing and she was telling Callie, she's like, I'm just waiting to get the call. I'm just waiting to get the call. And then she got the call. She got an email and said, hey, can you hop on a Zoom tomorrow morning at 8 a.m.? She's like, oh, this is it. This is it. And she gets on the Zoom the next morning and they offered her a promotion. A huge promotion. And all of that time was spent on the worst case scenario instead of saying, oh, well, this, I could get fired, yeah, but I could also get a promotion. I could be put on a new project. I could be, you know what I mean? Right. It, it didn't have to be. Yeah. And finally, gratitude journaling. So finding small wins throughout your day or finding one small win a day can help. Um, it's just another, you know, another what fat, not fact based, but just another science-based way to, to yeah, flip your thoughts your and reprogram your brain. Got an interesting phone call the other day, and uh, I want to address it on the show. Jeff Dollar, so my sweet fiance randomly loves Bon Jovi, and I often think about your Bon Jovi meeting experiences and laugh. So my request is that you tell us the tales of when you met Bon Jovi. Love you guys. So embarrassing. You've heard this story before, right? Oh, yeah. I was one of your radio listeners when you originally told this story. I met Bon Jovi, John Bon Jovi, and I used to be a huge, huge fan of his. And I met him twice in the span of one year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I mean, this happened like 20 years ago. So some of the details might be a little off. But basically, the first time I met him was at a very small event like a hundred people. And I got invited by a person who knew that I was a huge John Bon Jovi fan. Mm-hmm. So I was just staring at him from across the room. And finally, uh, my friend who invited me says, you've got to go talk to him. Like, this is just like, a, this is just like people hanging out, go talk to him. So I walked up to him and I said to him, 
hey, John, my name's Jeff. And he said, hey, Jeff, uh, nice to meet you. And then I panicked and said, I only came to this event because of you. So creepy. So creepy. What? And I could see the look on his face. Like, he's like, okay, all right. And then he just starts looking around for like an escape route, you know, and he sees somebody walking by with like chicken fingers. And he's like, I'm going to go get an appetizer. And he wanders away. Yeah. And that was it. And I'm like, oh my God. And I knew I blew it. As the words were coming out of my mouth, I knew I I only came here because of you. (laughs) God. So I get a chance to redeem myself. Less than a year later, mm-hmm. when we're at another event, and this is a little bit more of a bigger event, more organized and stuff, and there's a photo line where you can go get your picture taken with John Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I was like, I'm not going to, like, don't bring it up. Don't screw it up. Just make small talk. Just be fine. You're, you're going to have 30 seconds with him. You'll be cool. And we get up there. And the person that I handed my camera to, because this is before camera phones, Mm -hmm. was taking a second to figure it out. And uh, John Bon Jovi uh, looks at me and says, hey, something about Atlanta. Like, are you from Atlanta? Are you whatever in Atlanta? I go, yeah, I grew up here. And then I said, no, I didn't. And then he's like, okay, because I didn't. And then I said, a lot of people say that our hair is the same. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm so glad I was not your wife then because I would have been like, and we're out. And I think he actually said, what? And I went back to the first conversation and I'm like, yeah, I didn't grow up in Atlanta. I don't know why I said that. But he was obviously asking about, he's like, what did you say about the hair? Oh, my gosh. Blew it. Oh, my God. So that's the Bon Jovi story. Thank you for... uh, Thank you for allowing me that trip down memory lane. You want me to make you feel old? Um, You said that's at the beginning, you're like, oh, it was 20 years ago. And I was like, no, it wasn't 20 years ago because I was um, a listener of Jeff's. Mm -hmm. I was 15. Even if you're not officially calling it a New Year's resolution, you're probably thinking about eating better in the year 2021. One way to do that is with ButcherBox. They are today's show sponsor, and they believe that everybody deserves high-quality, humanely sourced meat. They have a meat delivery subscription that's going to give you high-quality meat right on your doorstep, which means you're going to have more time to prepare and to prep healthy meals. Plus, you're going to have more time for what's important in your life. ButcherBox has meat that's free of antibiotics and added hormones, and every box is 10 pounds of meat. That's enough for about two dozen individual meals. It's all packed fresh, it's shipped frozen, and it's vacuum-sealed, so it stays that way. ButcherBox is a no-brainer, the most affordable and convenient way to get healthy, humanely raised meat right to your door. Start your year off right with up to 10 pounds of free meat. For a limited time, ButcherBox is offering new members their ultimate keto bundle when you sign up today. That includes one pork butt, two pounds of ground beef, and three pounds of bone-in chicken thighs for free in their first box. But you got to go to ButcherBox.com upside. That's ButcherBox.com upside. Upside. Jeff and I have both been going to therapy for a number of years now, and we talk about it very openly. And we do get questions a lot. The number one question we get about therapy is how do I start? How do I find 
the right person for me. Well, our friends at BetterHelp are making that a lot easier because it can be so overwhelming to try to do your own research and find a person on your own and then wonder if they take your insurance. It's so complicated and it doesn't need to be. And BetterHelp is helping us and helping you make that a little bit easier, right? So you go to betterhelp.com upside. You're going to fill out some information about yourself and they will hook you up with a licensed professional counselor that they think would be a good fit for you. Now you can talk to this person without ever leaving the comfort of your home on video chat. You can talk to them on the phone. And if you don't click with them, BetterHelp will hook you up with somebody else. So this is a great way to get started in therapy like you've been wanting to do without all of the hassle. As an upside listener, you're going to get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com upside. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash upside. Only one company was ranked number one by J.D. Power for customer satisfaction with personal loans. That company, Lightstream. You don't have to take my word for it. Go to jdpower.com slash awards and see for yourself. And this number one company is Lightstream, and they are ready to help you with your high interest rate credit cards. You can consolidate your high interest rate credit cards down to one payment per month, and it'll be at a lower interest rate. Credit cards have interest rates up to 19.99%. I can promise you, if you qualify, Lightstream will do better than that, saving you potentially thousands of dollars. You can get a loan starting at just 5.95% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. You can get your money as soon as the day you apply. So what are you waiting for? Apply today for a credit card consolidation loan from the company J.D. Power, ranked number one for customer satisfaction in personal loans. Plus, get an additional interest rate discount at lightstream.com slash upside. L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash upside. Subject to credit approval, rates range from 5.95% APR to 19.99% APR and include a 0.5% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit, terms and conditions apply, and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com upside for more information. Today's quote of the day is, if everything seems under control, you're not going fast enough. Here are my three random things brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers, official jewelry store of the Upside with Kelly and Jeff. Number one, if you are feeling crappy and you want to feel better, recite the alphabet backwards. Scientists say that focusing on something like that shifts your brain attention, brain's attention away from the soreness and the uncomfortableness, and it has a lasting effect of up to 30 minutes after you do it. You know what's funny? That reminds me of when Live PD was still a show, and one of the things they would do if they pulled you over, like for a DUI, is they would ask you to recite the alphabet backwards. And do you remember that you and I would be like two glasses of wine deep watching that show and being like, I can't even totally sober. I don't think I can say the alphabet backwards. I'm hopefully a law enforcement officer would could call up to confirm this, or if if somebody who's married to a law enforcement officer can ask them this and then call. But I don't think that's actually to see if you can say the alphabet backwards. I think it's to I think it's to see how far away your brain is. 
Yeah. Because if it's me right now, I'm just saying, okay, Z, Z, Y, X, W. Y, X, W. U? V. V. T? T, U, V. Yeah, so V, U, T, S. So anyway, so we're obviously not drunk right now, but if you're drunk, you're like, Z, well, it's like M. this. It's the same test they do where they they say, um, count from count by twos from ten to twenty four, and you go uh, ten, eleven, twelve, and they're like, no, I said count by twos from ten to twenty four, and they're like, oh yeah, okay, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen, twenty, twenty two, twenty four, twenty six, twenty eight, thirty. 32, 34, and, and they just let them – on Live PD, they used to just let them go. Yeah. And you're like, dude, you should have stopped at 24. Um, okay, so, yeah, do the alphabet backwards. It will help you with your aches and pains. Number two, uh, here's a problem that veterinarians are worried about in the year 2021. So many people adopted new family members mm-hmm. in the year 2020, little dogs and cats and whatnot, and they are working from home. So these rescue dogs just think that there's always Aww. a human at the house. And as the vaccine gets distributed and offices start opening back up, hopefully in the year 2021, mm-hmm. these animals are going to be left alone for the first time Aww. in their lives. So there's a real concern about separation anxiety issues. That makes me so sad. Uh, and then number- If that was you and you uh, adopted a rescue dog, by the way, um, crate training is awesome. Yes. And st- well, and you can do it at any age. Yeah, but you might not have had to do it yet. That's so what I'm saying. When you leave the house, you should start doing it now. Right, start doing it now. So if you go back to work, like on you can throw May 1st in, or in whatever. Crate, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. And then my um, last uh, random thing today has to do with lying. Um, a study at Emory University. And thank you to somebody from Emory who sent this to me. Um, a study at Emory University says that uh, people lie in one-fourth of their daily social interactions. Um, <laughs> it's usually to spare themselves or someone else some humiliation and things that they counted as lying, deliberately not using someone's name because you don't know it. Jeff is the king of that. Yep. Uh, also, laughing at a joke that you don't find funny. Mm-hmm. You're the queen of that. You Am I? At, you laugh at all my jokes. Oh, but you're funny. And uh, yeah, those all those things all count as lying. And then the other lying thing is uh, research shows that the average four-year-old lies once every two hours. Wow. And those are my three random things. So did you make an executive decision? And I'm assuming you haven't because I know you and you're a chronic overthinker about what you're going to do. Like, are you going to sell your friend your old marketing ideas or are you just going to forward the emails? I will tell you that I was, I said I was going to let upside listeners. Oh, did you? Okay. I forgot that. I got a ton of messages on Instagram. I got a few emails and we got a bunch of voicemails. You'll hear some of them at the end of the show today. Overwhelmingly people disagreed with you. Really? Yep. Wow, you guys are savage. I'm kind of into it. And a lot of people. I was just trying to be nice. <laughs> a lot of people said, uh, hey, I know Callie's going to say this is, find this harsh, but no way. Like, that's your, and they were equating it 
to different things. So were they saying charge him or were they saying don't send him? It's your ideas. They were saying that if he wants the ideas, he you should charge him. Mm-hmm. What I will probably do, what I the decision I think I've made is I will probably just do a quick search for his email address and find a couple of emails and say, hey, this is what I found real quick. If you want more, give me a call. And then when I'm talking to him, go, hey, I'll be glad to help you out for, but you know, I'm going to- I'm consulting now. Yeah, I'll come up with a rate to, I'll talk to your morning show or whatever. But the the thing is- I seriously can't believe so many upsiders are so savage. I love it. I have not seen the savage side of upsiders. I don't think it's savage. Oh, it's kind of savage. I- I have emails. You want them? Pay up. I think um, what people are saying is this guy is going to pass this information off as his own. Mm -hmm. So what if it was a manuscript? Like what if it was a book that I wrote? Or what if it was an idea for an invention? Or what if it was a – I mean it's not, but I I get your point. But that's what people are saying. Got it. Like this is your creative thought and your whatever. And so – Yeah. So sorry. You're very, very overruled. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. I don't remember where I saw it, but somewhere recently I saw a poster about gratitude and... The word grateful was spelled incorrectly. It was spelled G-R-E-A-T-F-U-L. Yep, great. Like, you're grateful. And ever since I saw that post, and I remember looking at it thinking, oh, man, they misspelled. And it was like a big deal poster. Yeah. It was a company who put Mm -hmm. it up. Like, oh, they screwed that up. Ever since I've seen that, I've been spelling the word grateful incorrectly. (laughs) Because it's stuck somewhere in your brain. It's just tripping you out, tripping your brain out. Yeah. Are there words that you know are spelled a certain way, but when you write them, they come out differently? Yeah, there was one the other day, and I can't remember what it was, but I actually had to look at it, and then I Googled it to make sure that it wasn't in my head that it was the right spelling. I... Like, it was, like, judgmental or something. If I'm typing... 100% 100% of the time, I type the word female, F-E-M-A-I-L. You know what I do a lot, but it's, it's I feel like we have an excuse because it's our name. When someone says, like, when someone writes out, like, dollar, when I have to write out dollar, like, on a check, which I know sounds weird, but we actually did have to write a check at one point recently. Um, $10. You want to write D-A-U-L-E. Like, I, it looks weird to do D-O-L-L-A-R, and I'm like, A-R-E-R. Like, I get so tripped up now that my last name is Dollar. I need to reprogram my brain because the grateful, grateful thing is driving me nuts. Like, I wrote it on the schedule today at the top when we write, you know, what are you grateful for? I wrote it and I spelled it wrong, and I was so mad at myself. So how do you do that? With, like, a mind trick or something? I don't know. I feel like a teacher would call and tell you to use a mind trick, trick, like, great like, I've uh, spelled like a cheese it. grater. Cheese grater. Grateful for cheese. I go. <laughs> and go. Hey guys, this is Rachel. So I'm calling about Jeff's conundrum and I have a totally different view than Callie. So let me tell you what it is. Sorry, I'm not walking right now. So Jeff, I don't think you should do it. And the reason that I say that is there's a difference between 
Like you helping somebody start a podcast, that's like onboarding. That's like when you work in corporate America, someone's new to the job and you've been in it for a while, you're gonna onboard them, you're gonna help them, you're gonna give them tips, you're gonna do all those things, right? This is very different. He's not asking you to help onboard him. He's asking you to help him do something he should have done. He should have saved those emails. He should have organized his thoughts. Just because you are more detailed and you're more organized does not mean that you need to go back and do the work that he should have done. I see this all the time in corporate America. People don't want to do the day-to-day, and then when they need something, you know, years, months, weeks later, reach out to the person that they know has it. He's reaching out to you because he knows you have it. He knows you're detailed. When in reality, he should have been the one to have done it. So I know that's a little harsh, but you're not onboarding him. I think if he wanted you your help in onboarding, you absolutely do it. This, sorry, buddy, you should have done this for yourself. That's my harsh thought. Love the show. I'm excited to hear what you guys think tomorrow. 2021 is the year to build better habits. Not only lose weight, but just get healthier overall. Weight is just one way to measure your health. There's scores of of different stats that you can use. One way to keep track of some of those is with Adara Smart Scale and the FitTrack app. Here's the deal. This scale, through the amazing technology that exists in the world today, I'm not even going to try to explain how it works because I don't completely understand it, but this scale is able to measure 17 vital health metrics, weight plus 16 others, including body mass index, hydration, muscle mass, and so much more. And they keep track of all this in an app on your phone. Nobody sees it or knows it but you. That way you can see your progress week over week over week. And that is motivating and encouraging. The Fit Track is all about measuring health, not just weight. You can build better habits and see results quickly. You can have up to eight people using the scale, each with their own app. So nobody will see your information. It all appears just in, in the phone of the person who's using it, right? So everything's super private. You can stop measuring weight and start measuring health with FitTrack. Go to FitTrack.com slash upside. You'll take 50% off your order and you can save an additional 10% right now for a limited time. That's GetFitTrack.com slash upside. G-E-T-F-I-T-T-R-A-C-K.com slash upside. And you will save 50% plus an additional 10%, but that is a limited time offer. GetFitTrack.com slash upside. As you have heard us say, The Upside has been number one on Podcast Magazine's Hot 50 list for seven months now. Now, if you're listening to us, that means you are a podcast listener, which means you need to subscribe to Podcast Magazine. And right now you can grab a free lifetime subscription to Podcast Magazine at podcastmagazine.com slash free. That's podcastmagazine.com slash free free podcast magazine, your new source for the world of podcasts and podcast culture. Hey, I'm listening to your podcast today, episode 462, and I completely 100% disagree with what Callie's saying. Sorry, Callie. I apologize. Callie's saying about not um, providing that information. I would not provide that information. You sent it to him once. You sent it to him three years ago good for you. Like if he lost it, that's on him. Like, no, I would not do that at all. Just my opinion. All the best to you guys. Bye. I disagree with Callie. I think that if you're going to email your 
old coworker, all those emails, you should maybe make it really clear that you prefer him, you know, not to use your ideas or that you'd rather give him a consultation and like spend some time with him to come up with some new ideas. I don't know. It just rubs me the wrong way. Like you said, like I would never ask someone for their, like just flat out give, like send me your ideas. I would much rather say, Hey, can I have a couple hours of your time and sit down with you and like brainstorm with you and use your brain in that way. So I don't know. I kind of disagree with Callie in that sense. But at the end of the day, it's your content. It's your idea. So I think it should be what you what feels right for you. If it feels weird to send him those emails, then don't do it. And at the end of the day, um, yeah, that's all I have to say. I just kind of disagree with Callie. But I also get what she's saying. But, you know. Hi, Jeff. This is Tiffany. And the reason you are confused is because Callie is giving you conflicting information. I think this is exactly the same as what she told you to charge for before. Um, if this guy was in these meetings and there were notes and there were things and he didn't keep his notes, he didn't have the forethought to keep that for his success in the future, that's on him. If he wants it from you, there should be a charge for that, um, especially if you're going to have to go back and dig for it. Again, just say, I'd be happy to consult for you. This is my hourly fee. Um because he's going to take your original ideas and make them his own. And that's something you should get compensated for because he's going to get compensated for it when he does it on his radio show and he gets his paycheck. So charge him, do it. Have a great day. Bye. Hey, Jeff. It's Stephanie. Um, So just weighing in on your conundrum, I say that you forward a few of those emails, the ones that, you know, might help a little bit, and let your acquaintance know that anything further than just forwarding emails, you can consult and give them a rate. Um, Because, yes, there are old ideas that you guys have had in emails, so it's not like he's asking for new information, but if he wants anything further that's where your worth comes into play and you should charge him a fee anyway just had to weigh in because i'm sitting there arguing in my car listening to this saying no jeff you have worth but i get what callie's saying too so have a great day bye when i say life doesn't happen to you it happens for you i really don't know if that's true I'm just making a conscious choice to perceive challenges as something beneficial so that I can deal with them in the most productive way.